Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Midwest Monsters. Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by... Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Vinny. Hot Toddy. Good to be with you again, friends. We have a fun little roundtable discussion uh, lined up for you this evening as we decide to not do a deep dive, but a shallow dive, which you should never do in a pool, around the topic of television horror. And we're not talking about movies... We're talking about TV series. So any TV series that has been horror-related, we're just going to talk about it in brief, not you know list out the synopsis, list out the actors, the dates, details, anything like that. We're just going to discuss what it was, why we liked it, why it hits, maybe why other people like it, or why other people didn't like it. Why are you looking at me when you say that? I uh, just got to be very specific with you sometimes, bud. <laughs> so. Okay, well... Look up your own <laughs> shit from here on out. <laughs> Get your own damn Wikipedia. Todd, I want you to know that I appreciate everything you do for this shit. Besides try and take it over. <laughs> <laughs> you were warned. <laughs> Is it try or took over? <laughs> uh, back off the mic for me a little bit there, bud. <laughs> Let's not get closer. <laughs> Folks, this is going to be the hey, more we'd like to, episode. We'd ever. like to thank you for listening. Next time we'll do TV movies. No, uh, yeah. I love, I love that there's probably literally not going to be anything we disagree about on this episode. We're just fighting each other right <laughs> yes. now at this point. So, TV horror. What does uh, someone throw one out? Let's just start. MASH. With... <laughs> <laughs> To be stuck in Korea at a field hospital would be pretty rough. I, I met me watching the TV series. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you that theme song actually will make me cringe? I'm like, oh. I remember being a little kid and sitting with my dad and watching the Incredible Hulk TV show. And then watching Kung Fu, Star Trek, the original series. Then the MASH theme started and I went in my room to play with my toys. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, I think I've said this on the show before, my parents said, it was really weird. Whenever the MASH theme music would start playing, I would put down whatever I was doing and stand in front of the TV and just watch the intro and listen to the music. And then once the intro was over, I would go back to whatever I was doing. <laughs> yep. uh, sound decision for television by them. They removed the lyrics from that song, which was originally <laughs> yeah. Suicide is Painless. Yeah. So there's yeah. a fun fact for you. All right. So uh, uh, somehow we just did five minutes on MASH. Somebody. Let's, let's throw this out here. A show that made an impact on you as a kid? Uh, I think this fits, though you might not think about it right away, the monsters. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I So let's tie this in together. So obviously there's always the big debate between monsters and Adam's family, mm -hmm. right? So I never, I don't think it was just ever on anything that I watched. I don't have anything against the Adam's family TV show. I just never saw it. 
Now, the Adam Sandler movies I love, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm a Munsters guy because mm-hmm. Munsters were on everything. So I liked them both, but for whatever reason, I liked the uh, Munsters better, and probably because it was horror imagery that I was already familiar with, I guess. Is that but 1313 Mockingbird Wing? I believe so. I believe that's right. But that and the Adam Sandler. I enjoy both of them, but I, I tip, tip slightly to the Munsters. But that'd be the first one I'd say that has uh, had a big effect on me. Number one, uh, that's one of the first shows I remember being a little kid and being like, that lady, lady's pretty. <laughs> it was Lily Munster, yeah. Yvonne DiCarlo. I, I thought she was beautiful when I was a little kid. She and was. Uh, it was a big, so that, that was a big influence on me. Toddy? I enjoyed both. I, oh dear! I remembered uh, both. Uh, I don't know. As a kid, I didn't realize things were reruns. So like, like Brady Bunch and Adams Family, and to me, they were just new shows. Um, I think the monsters kind of outweighs uh, Adams Family, and I think it's because uh, they're identifiable as like Frankenstein, and mm-hmm. there's a vampire, and and Adams Family I love, but Adams Family wasn't like the monster movies that uh, that I would watch as a kid. Uh, but yeah, I agree with uh, both. I was a little bummed that they tried to bring back the monsters, and they ended up just cramming it into a crappy TV movie. And oh, the one that had uh, the kid from Stand By Me, Arno, so. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. He's yeah. not done anything since then. Yeah, they they did try to do <laughs> Joe's <that>. apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was. I mean, this was like. Uh, within the last decade, yeah, that they tried to make maybe like uh, Eddie Izzard was grandpa, maybe like five years ago. Sounds great. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I think uh, the monsters deserves at least uh, a the monsters a nice and the Adams family. I think both, especially growing up when we did when you got the Farmer Four channels, like yeah, cable wasn't a thing. There right. are always reruns of those two shows being played. Which I would, uh, for some reason, when you were talking about both, it made me think of uh, again. I know he did movies, but. I think if we're talking about TV, we have to mention Sammy Terry. Um, I agree with you. As you're talking about both uh, Adam's family and the Munsters, um, I feel like those evenings, because again, I would, especially going to my aunt's house where there's even less channels because they lived in the country. I have that as a note on here for television horror is that uh, there was a time in America when nearly every major city had their own horror host mm-hmm. who would host the, the horror movies, uh, do the commercials, basically all of that. That was their duty. Same as the kitty host. So that was a huge thing in America in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. There's still, it was still around through the seventies and eighties, though not as prominently. I think Zachary out of New York was kind of a huge push for that. Yes. Or the Roland. Sh- uh, shock theater package. Yes. It was sold and, and introduced this whole generation, <clears throat> which of for those of you who don't know, movie. the shock theater package was your old, uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, and in the infancy of television, these were sold as a package, the shock theater package to nearly every television station because they were desperate for programming. And these would also be the only time these movies had been seen by a whole new audience. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the host. My dad watched one out of Cincinnati. That's how he saw all those the cool movies. Cool Ghoul was one of the that, Cincinnati That might have been yeah. hosts. But yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. Horror hosts are definitely well, something. And I watching. agree. It kind of faded out a little bit. That, but then like Elvira coming out in the oh, 80s. Yeah. Like, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, any shows that made a huge impact on you? Yes. Kids? Uh, Erie, Indiana. Ooh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I've still got the original set on DVD. 
they came back. They did a reboot of it. I never saw any of the reboot stuff. But, Stranger Things? Uh, <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> but uh, no, Erie, Indiana was a lot of fun. It doesn't hold up very well over time, like a couple episodes do, but overall it doesn't. But as a kid, I loved that show. So Erie, Indiana was a big one for me. Um, I'll let you guys throw out any other ones as a kid because I've got another one. The the one that made the biggest impact on me, and I'm kind of taking a different route here on what actually scared the shit out of me. Uh, it, Tales from the Dark Side. When that was on, I was so scared of the credits. I, 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 I too. That I would get down like on the side of the couch because mm-hmm. the credits scared me so bad. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that off, oh, offhand, yeah. Oh, yeah. but no, I'm not. I think it was started originally by Romero as a vehicle for a production company to where he was going to get in all kinds of uh, smooth transactions for working with people and making things, and that's kind of where the show was born. But I, I think it maybe ran for three seasons, but there were some good shows, and it it never really got quite the the height of love that Tales from the Crypt did. I love Tales from the Dark Side. Was, you can get the whole series for dirt cheap on DVD now. Was, but those credits terrify me. It was the first thing in modern television with a horror show where, like, I was ready with the popcorn, but <laughs> it felt dangerous. It wasn't just something to smile at. Like, it scared me. And there were some really good show, episodes that they had through there. Sci- I, I agree 100% with the opening thing. Uh, sci-fi for a while would play... Uh, I think they do Twilight Zone now, but like about the four or five o'clock a.m. hour, they would do Tales from the Dark Side, and I'd still be up, and that shit would come on, and I'd be like, "God damn it!" Now I don't want to go to bed because just the it's the episodes or whatever. But that that theme creepy, and wasn't Dark Side wasn't that supposed to be Creep Show the series? But they couldn't get yeah. the rights. It, it was just one of those things that was born out of Romero yeah. for varying reasons. Um. I, I'm dark side. I didn't watch the episodes as much, but I, I can like what sticks with me the most is the opening, but I feel like I, I didn't mention it early, but I guess I was a little bit of an older kid, but tell from the crib definitely made a huge oh, impact. Oh yeah. So that, that, and before I lead into my next one, but man, I couldn't watch the intro to tales from the crypt. <laughs> Just like that anticipation of the crypt keeper popping up at the end and the music and the old creepy house. Like now I watch it and I just, it just—it's nostalgic. I, oh yeah, I love the opening. Uh, I think the box sets that I have of the first couple seasons—if you don't like—a lot of times they try to just skip over the intro. Like, no, don't do that. Nope. Like the intro is part of it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, speaking of another intro that scared me, and I was uh, eleven or twelve once this finally came out on television, but I couldn't even hear the music for the X Files without <laughs> freaking out. Oh yeah. X-Files was, a uh, man, my teenage years, I just fucking hated everything or something. I never really got in. I never watched X-Files. I'm in the same boat. Because I was like, uh, I was working. I was like 15, 16, and I didn't stay at home much. So almost most television shows in that period, I didn't watch. I have since watched it like on whatever streaming device I've I had seen at the time. Maybe three, and I like it. I've seen maybe three I, I episodes. I missed it when it was happening. Uh, I know it's a show I would like. I've seen the movies, or the first one at least. How many movies are there, too? I think three. three. No. Is there three? Three. Yeah. There's one a more modern one. One and a half, maybe. But uh, it's a show I think I would like, but yeah, I've, I definitely missed that show. I, I'm glad that we've mentioned that one, though, because I think it's important to hit on it. It's frequently lumped in as a horror show, and it's not. And so back 
back when it aired, I liked it, but it took me a little bit of an adjustment because I always wanted it to be a monster of the week show, which it wasn't. Right. And so once I got over that, I, a lot of it at the urging of just fitting in at school because there was all kinds of other kids that liked it or pretended to like it at that age to where I stuck with it and liked it and, and appreciated it for what it was. But I could remember uh, pretty early on being like, oh, man, because one of those early episodes that they have with the, the creature that kills every so many decades, and it was a cool horror-driven episode, and oh, that's yeah. early. It's like one of the first. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I'm home. Yep. And then it was never that constantly, and no. which isn't the show's responsibility, but it took me a while as a young viewer to really understand that because people, I think, always think of X-Files as kind of horror TV, and it's it's not really. No. It's partial. It's it's primarily a, a long-form sci-fi conspiracy story that has horror episodes. Right, in. along the journey. Yeah. And along that those lines, too, I think the Twilight Zone fits in there as well. Mm-hmm. Twilight Zone had some horrific episodes. But it was not a horror, and it's got sure. that. Yeah. It, and but they're also iconic. That music, yes, is both in a way kind of unsettling. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how long now later? And the minute you hear that, even kids who don't know where it came from, know do 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 At a you know, right. That, and I think if you're mentioning them in the same breath, you have to mention the Outer Limits as well. That. Certainly, yeah. and that those shows I think also benefit from being early in the game. Yeah. And so the horror elements are more critical there because we're really developing. You weren't seeing that anywhere else. Yes. At now, that point, there were quite a few horror television shows in the early sixties when that started, but nothing had the production value in writing that Rod Serling was bringing to the table. But no. if we're being honest, when you go back and watch the twilight zone, the stronger elements of that show are based out of sentiment from his writing. Yes. And the more thoughtful episodes is what made that show special. The horror episodes, there aren't as many as people like to remember. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're usually not quite as strong as some of the other stuff. What made the Twilight Zone great was variety and vision. I mean, Serling's writing was unparalleled at that time, especially in the you know, long form across an anthology show. Um, but I, I've always found that interesting that it's always – thought of is is in that world but when you really sit down and watch the episodes it's it's much much more than that one yeah, I, one i've never really seen that goes off twilight zone is the night gallery yeah that was mm. sort of like the 70s yeah. uh, but uh why why we're talking about twilight zone um i want to say maybe usa or nickelodeon or both um when i was younger they would play alfred hitchcock presents yes. and ray uh, bradbury I, theater my dad's always had those um i always that. enjoyed watching both of those and same time period hbo was playing the hitchhiker yeah um cool. which again um i think sometimes more the 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 opening credits to some of these things disturb me more than than some of the episodes but before we got off of them real quick, I just wanted to throw out uh, favorite episodes. Like, just name one from uh, Twilight Zone or X-Files or uh, Tales from the Crypt, or favorite vignette. Mm, come back to me on that one. I, I, can, I can't judge X-Files because I haven't really watched it, uh, so I won't go there. But uh, Tales from the Crypt, the one that always stands out that I think of right away is the uh, the remake from the movie of the the uh, All Through the House with uh, Santa Claus. That's hands down one of my and i think that might have been the premiere episode but it just uh that's one that always sticks with me and there's some other really good ones too um that i loved um 
Twilight Zone, the one that always sticks with me is the, um, the I can't even think of the episode now, but the the name, the uh, with the gremlin on the airplane. Mm. Terror. That and, uh, that and uh, Talking Tina. Um, for Twilight Zone, it's not a horror episode, but my favorite episode, I would say, is Walking Distance, which is in season one. And it has to do with a guy getting transported back to his childhood as an adult and even talking to himself as a kid. It's a very thoughtful episode. It's what makes the show great. It's, yeah. it's kind of supernatural and fantastic, but at the same time still grounded and, and sentimental, which Serling was always great for. I can't think of the name um, with uh, Tales from the Crypt. There was one with a uh, ventriloquist, ventriloquist that I remember thinking was good. Um, obviously, the the all through the house or whatever the Christmas one's always great, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't have any particular episodes I had queued up for that. But I I can say Twilight Zone Walking Distance I really love, nice, and the one with Burgess Meredith and his glasses. That's the that's the one I like. Yeah, <clears throat> that's, that's the a one. good one. It's basic, but that's the one that I like. Yeah. Uh, for Twilight Zone, besides Eye of the Beholder, which <laughs> I think is a great one. Um, there's one called Hocus Pocus and Frisbee. Mm-hmm. This guy named Frisbee was like just the annoying pain in the ass guy in town and he gets abducted by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> he finally decides he has to get away and he can't figure out how to get away so he starts blowing on his harmonica and the aliens don't like that sound. Yeah. And it's like just this whole idea that he gets away from the aliens because he's a pain in the ass. And he gets back to Earth and he's a pain in the ass and no one believes him yep. that he was abducted by aliens. <laughs> it's a fun episode. Um Tales from the Crypt, yeah, the all through the house. And then X-Files, there's just there's a few, but one, obviously, that sticks out for everybody is that inbred family. Oh, oh yeah. The hillbilly yeah. family. That's insane. You, you, would, you would pick that. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness to him, that this one's widely. That is, yeah, that is just <laughs> one of the best. Um, I like that one I mentioned earlier. I can't think of the name of it with the generational killer, like every yes. 30 years. Right. That's a good episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, X Files has a handful of good ones. Uh, that that haunted tattoo that like possesses the guy and convinces him to kill people mm. is pretty cool. So I just wanted to throw that out. I think I think with these shows, if it's if it's a show that we all agree on, we should at least pick out an episode or two just for fun. So for shizzle. So did uh, Vinny mention his already? Or uh, uh, I can throw one out there if if you want. Uh, amazing stories. Ooh. Back in the eighties, while not not a total horror project, but a mummy. But they've got a lot I've of never, things. I've in there. always wanted to watch that episode. I never had. It's fun. Yeah, that mummy looks cool in that. I think uh, two that I was thinking of, not the greatest shows, but um, Freddy's Nightmares and Friday the Thirteenth the series. Yeah. I was going to say Friday the Thirteenth the series was on my list. I never. I'll tell you, as a kid, I thought it was pretty cool, but I revisited as an adult. It's pretty flat. I thought the concept was great. I will say there the should concept have, is there great. should have been one episode where the hockey mask or something was in the. I was going to say shop. I'm kind of the opposite. I, as a kid, I was like, "This is bullshit." Yeah, that, <laughs> that's where as I was. Adult, I was like, "Huh, I got a little effort in this." I mean, it's still not particularly great or anything like that, but I at least gave it more of a fair shake, understanding it for what it was later on. I know they had kicked around too of uh, making Halloween into a series. I always thought after like Halloween three, like the idea of that, like that could be again, like maybe, maybe each season is a, uh, as a different thing, like season of the witch or, mm-hmm. uh, I know that, that 
probably because that at one point they were trying to bring everything to TV as well as I thought Freddy's Nightmares. Uh, they're not great episodes at all, but you didn't tarnish Freddy at all. Like the the first episode's really cool, where you get the backstory of uh, it's a fun product of the time. Yeah, too. they had a lot of people directing that that was interesting, yeah, and like Tom McLaughlin and yeah. uh, lots of other fun people. Yeah, people cared. People tried. Uh, I will like. To, I would like to throw out one of my favorites of all time. I don't know if anybody here has watched any of it. Kolchak. Anybody? My dad loved no. it and used to talk about it, but I've never seen a single oh, man. episode. I had it on I, my list. There's two uh, TV movies, which I'm not including because the you know, series. Full but title. It, Kolchak, it, The Night Stalker. Yeah, it had a, a series that blossomed out from the movies. The two movies, The Night Stalker and Night Strangler, are both a good time. Um, <laughs> but... The the series is cool because, A, Darren McGavin, who most people know from A Christmas Story, the dad, um, plays Kolchak, and he investigates basically a monster of the week. And he is classic Darren McGavin. I mean, he's just wildly entertaining. Some of the stuff's corny and limited budgets and 70s kind of style cinema. But overall, it is just such a fun show. And I still see stuff pop up at conventions for it, so it's nice to know that it still has at least an audience out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a massive one, but uh, one that if people have access to the show, I would definitely recommend. Kino just put out the two movies on Blu-ray recently, so there's at least access to that, even if you don't want to invest in the box set TV show. I feel like that's one that uh, I always remember people like my mom's not really a horror fan, but she likes mysteries. Yeah. So like even people like her and her friends like that show. Yeah, it was a blast. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out sometime. And it was cool, too, because there was nothing long form about it. It was just isolated. You had a different cool case each episode. And I think it only ran for a se- uh, one long season. It's not a big box set. It's pretty contained. Yeah. But so, great show. I was going to say one of my favorites. Uh, I already mentioned that the. the there's actually tons of uh, TV shows from movies, but uh, I might have started watching at the end of season one, season two, because I didn't like the idea of a show because the movie wasn't the movie was good. But Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, the TV show that was actually what the movie was intended to be, mm. uh, because they made him water down the film so much. Uh. Um, I think. Uh, for a show that like uh like even even Buffy herself was never uh like they're like, Hey, maybe she's gonna get killed off this season. Uh main characters died. Um uh, I will say like one of the I always see the the meme of like a, a TV character death that impacted you the most. To me, the episode's called The Body, and it's where she walks in and finds her mom dead. Oh yeah. And there's no supernatural reasoning. There's no like there. I don't even think music plays in the episode, and it's just such a disturbing episode of like her uh, dealing with her mom's death, especially since it's a show where it's the monster of the week, where uh, you know a vampire comes in and they they kill like ten people, and um, I thought it was a great show. Like uh, I know they're kicking around the reboot. I don't I don't want to see it remade, but I would totally be on board with uh, like another vampire slayer. So. Uh, yeah, I think Buffy was a, a good show. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Um, there's obviously the famous episode Hush yeah, oh, with yeah. uh, Doug Jones and the gentleman. Um, but uh, no, it's a fun show. My wife loves it. So I get to revisit some of the old episodes that way when I walk in and she's watching it. Um, so yeah, no, Buffy was, I mean, it was, it was, a, I mean, it was massive. It was huge. I yeah. mean, Joss Whedon was associated with it. Um, I mean, 
you can't go to a con without seeing Buffy stuff. I mean, even if it wasn't your thing, you can't deny the impact that it had on the the genre of fans. Well, in that same vein, uh, anybody else watch Twin Peaks? Yes. I never have. I've seen every episode, seen Firewalk with me. Like, I loved Twin... And I caught it long after it had been on television. Yeah, I, I loved Twin Peaks. Yeah. I I don't I can't talk about it because it would spoil yes. things, and a lot of that show is predicated on mystery. Yes, <clears throat> and it's not like a full on horror show no, either. But I will say this right here and right now: there is one particular moment with a character coming towards the camera that is the scariest thing I've ever seen in any television show. We yeah. can list a million shows on this episode, and it won't sniff that. It was there are some great moments on it. Oh yeah. But at the same time, it, it is not a straightforward horror show by any no, stretch. No. But it, I'm glad you mentioned it uh, because it does have some really jarring elements. Yes, but it that's does. kind of the interesting, you know, situation with Lynch and his filmmaking. He's not a horror filmmaker, but some of his stuff gets into some pretty scary areas. Um, if we're going to touch on Freak of the Week shows like Buffy. I have to bring up a little show called Supernatural. Mm. Um, I know that Professor and I watched uh, a bulk of the series. Deeply Todd? loved it for the, the first handful of seasons. Yeah, Todd, you ever watched Supernatural? I watched it from the beginning. I love that show. And for whatever reason, like season five, season six, I fell off. And I'd love to catch back up because I know they're talking about ending it, which I think it's in its 14th, 15th season this year. Um, it's insane. And then there's some episodes. I know they just did the Scooby Doo episode, which I really want to see. Uh, I did watch that, and it was awesome. Um, I always liked the show. I liked the idea of it. Um, I was okay when they kind of branched away a little bit, but I always liked that every week there was like an urban Everybody legend. Everybody did. They, they yeah. abandoned it way too quick. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's back when it was its best. <clears throat> yeah, because I can remember watching. I think up through season seven, and I remember seven being sick of it. And the large story arcs that they kept exploring and the ridiculous shit that was going on with like, you know, sleeping with angels and demons and just nonsense. And I remember thinking, man, why didn't they stick with the basic premise of this show and stretch that longer? That's that was wonderful. But I stuck with it because I wanted to see it through because I thought this is it. And then they announced season eight had had, (laughs) just been renewed and it's still going. I haven't watched since I think season seven or eight, one of those. But I'll never, I'll never sit down and watch it all. Evidently, it. it came back to the Freak of the Week format. Did it? But at this point, I mean, it had lost so many of us watching 15 it. seasons or however many? That is just nuts. And they're not short seasons. No. They're like it's too much. 25 episode seasons. That's like, um, I mean, like not horror. I mean, although they have the Treehouse of Horror. But Simpsons and South Park are not bad shows even now. But man, I lost interest. Like, you should have pulled the plug and did films. Yeah, give a chance for people to miss you. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, it's like the guy that's graduated high school, two years, and he's he's still coming back to the high school party. Like, well, then I feel like it's only fair that we talk about The Walking Dead now. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, well, you, there's some, quite a few modern shows we could touch. You on. want to talk about an enormous impact recently? Horror on television. It's The Walking Dead. Well, it was an, it's been the. I, I think it's faltered the last couple of years, but for a while, it's been the number one show on cable. It. It has lost, I think, nearly half of its audience from its peak. 
and you had about still, seven years of dominance, and is still like the number one rated show on cable, <laughs> yeah. even with their ratings halved. The yeah. early stuff was great on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I loved the early stuff of Walking Dead. I don't watch anymore. I gave up on it about a season ago. Um, I personally think it's time to take it out back like old Yeller, but <clears throat> I agree. there's still be I... enough people watching for it to be lucrative, and that's all that matters. Well, now, they're, now they have uh, the Fear the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. a new spinoff they're working on where it's like a female-centric cast. Uh, where uh, I think the idea is that these girls will be they they were born after the apocalypse, mm-hmm. and three three movies because there's one that's going to explain what happened to Rick. They say movies, but I, well, they're I, TV movies. I, was I believe say, TV. I think people are mistaken a lot when they say three movies, three television movies. Um, I will say I love Walk. I agree completely with what you just said. I think Walking Dead got very boring because they started bookending it, where the season opening, season finale. The mid-season stuff they do were awesome, but then they drag it out. But I will say the episode, uh, this last season, six episodes in, where, uh, I don't know the best way to say it, other than Tread maybe... Tread lightly. Cause um, I'll, I'll, I'll say uh, the exit of Rick from the yeah. show. Um, after that episode, uh, I don't think it's going to be a spoiler. They jump ahead. Yeah. Um, from that episode on, I think it regained. It's, it's almost like an, a Western now. Where like uh, gasoline is gone, so everything's like horse and they have horses pulling cars. They have a bunch of new characters. It's a different tone. Um, if they go into this season as the last batch of the of last season, I'm on board. It sounds to me like they just introduced a little blonde haired cousin to the series <laughs> to try to save it, <laughs> or if somebody had a new baby. That's what it sounds like to me. I thought you were talking about the Dukes. <laughs> I know that too. Um, so. I started reading The Walking Dead. I think it started being published in like 2003. I started reading it in 2005. I'm way behind now. But I I consistently kept up with it. And the show came out. And I was very thrilled. And I loved the show from the beginning. But even I gave up with the exit of Rick. Like it just... I didn't mind that it diverged from the comic a little bit. Because it gave the comic book readers something to tune in for. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, what's going to happen now? But it had moved so far uh, after uh, Rick and Carl. I was like, well, this is not, um, this is not what I tuned in for anymore. And Mm -hmm. and I don't fault anyone who continues to watch it, but it has just grown so far. And, And it just became so boring because, um, it suffered what I call the, the Hobbit syndrome and the fact that, you take the you take Lord of the Rings and Lord of the Rings were three big books that got turned into three movies. But then they saw how much of a cash cow it was, and they took one little book called The Hobbit and made three big movies. And you had to find ways to waste time yep. in those movies, and so they were long and drawn out. That's what The Walking Dead suffered from: yes. is that you took these major story arcs um, that were big and important, but you had to find ways to draw it out for an entire season. And then we found out, you know what? Let's not draw one story out for an entire season. Let's do it for two or three mm-hmm. seasons. And you had so much wasted time that wasn't developed. That wasn't it wasn't story development. It wasn't character development. It was literally wasted time. And don't be wrong. There would be a, a, a jewel in the rough every once in every a while. Every now and again. Yeah. You'd watch an episode that was so, in, because it did more character development, that it was sentimental and it was great. 
but it just got to be too much where they tried so hard to find reasons to draw it out and it just became a waste of time. Yeah. And I think another show that kind of does the same thing is uh, real life. And so when people tune into TV shows, they don't want that. Right. Entertain me. At least you don't have to have it nonstop, but I'm catching up on the last couple of seasons right now. And it's instantly become a chore. I can tell the drop off that people have complained about. And I went into it with an open mind and I'm fairly patient with it because the whole concept of it being uh, kind of never ending, uh, you know, I'm okay with dragging some stuff out, but like, Within reason. Right. It's like I mentioned to you guys off mic earlier tonight at dinner. I'd watched two episodes that consisted of something that could have been five minutes in a narrative, like, tightened up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just drug completely out. Yeah. I do and feel so, like uh, with the people running the show, like, Nick, I, I love that Nick is getting to direct. And I do feel like they listen to fans. So I'm interested to see if they take a lot of the cri- bad criticism and fix it for the new season. Because yeah. I like, I can't disagree. I still watch it. I like what they did with the last few, but the last few seasons have been pretty dull. I can only think of a couple, like a, like if I think of a show like Smallville, they do the same thing. But there's a, so many Freaks of the Week episodes that even though they're not focusing on ending the story right away, it's uh, it's entertaining. And Walking Dead, de- de- like it's literally like watching somebody that's going to go off a cliff, but we watched it for two hours. <laughs> It's like it's like when the the steamrollers come in at Austin Powers. <laughs> no, yes, no, uh, yes. Um, Vinny, tell us how you feel about the uh, the landfill people, the garbage pail kids, <sighs> the ones that talk like Nell. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot stand that. That is the dumbest thing. It's like, oh man, the apocalypse happened four years ago, and now you've created your own baby language. <laughs> Get out of here with this shit. <laughs> What's Kevin say on the office? Why use lot words? Yeah. <laughs> with, with a few doing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, what the measurements are on it, if this is the most successful uh, horror show of all time, like over the Twilight Zone, but it's right there. If it's yeah. not number one, it's it's up there. The, the <laughs> levels of success this hit has been unbelievable. Kind of ruined conventions there for a while. Oh, yeah. Did you guys ever... I don't reckon I love this show and I don't recommend it often because there it was canceled prematurely. But Carnival oh, on I HBO, say, I never I watched that. One. Man, that was so I never good. watched it because it didn't get tied up, and yeah, and it just didn't get tied up. And that's such a shame. I, I've even gone to the point of <laughs> digging through the internet to read rumors of what was written. <laughs> for what was going to happen to the characters that left me so dissatisfied. Don't lie. Tyrone Biggums. You've been writing fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got any more Carnival. But it's erotic fanfiction for Carnival. <laughs> Which wouldn't be hard based on the show. But no, that was a great show. And I, because I'm a guy, I, uh, I love the idea of the old timey circus. I love the, especially because, uh, I guess I can just say I'm I'm a fan of the old freak show. I'm a fan of the human oddities and it kind of deals with that too. That's kind of, that's your backdrop. And then you just add in some other supernatural shit with a uh, man, Clancy Brown's in it. Like, God, it's so good. Yeah. But only two seasons, Adrian Barbeau's in it. I think Who's Bill the main Mosley kid? Is, even is that Nick Stahl? Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. So good. And so unsatisfactory in how it ended mm-hmm. or rather how it didn't end. Okay, so 
who here watched Snick? Anybody? <laughs> I know where you're going with this, but are you afraid of the dark? No, I I I, I had the Farmer Four as a kid. I didn't have cable. Nobody? Yeah, I was I was I, in, of it, I, I was in that again. I was in that teenage gap where I'm like uh, FTV. So, all right. Uh, well, it was it. it was a big deal to kids uh, that I went to school with and me like. Everybody loved it. And this was one of the things, um, genre-based, that me and my sister had in common. Because I, I'm three and a half years older than my sister. And so I was much more interested in watching intense, modern, scary movies. She she wasn't trying to do all that. Plus, she was too young for a lot of that. One thing we could share was uh, Nickelodeon on Saturday nights had a line of programming that they called SNCC. Saturday night, Nick. Blah, blah, blah. And one of the shows was Are You Afraid of the Dark, which had a group called the Midnight Society, where a group of kids would sit around the fire and they would nominate a story to tell. And it's just them literally telling scary stories each week. Um, and they were really well made for a kid's show. And some of them were scary. They were pretty creative. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one that just I, that has always stood out for me. I, I, the name I'm kind of blanking on. I want to say it was just called uh, Midnight Movie Madness, but Nosferatu basically comes out of the movie into a theater, and I remember that just blowing my mind because I had stuff that I shared with my dad that were classic films, and then I had Nick and Are You Afraid of the Dark with my sister, mm-hmm. and so the fact that I I was like, you gotta hear about. I mean, and at this time there was no way to show him i just could only tell him about it unless it was on a rerun so but that show was a big deal because it gave something that children could watch that gave you a monster of the week it was a different scary story it was very not in the artwork but it's the same kind of concept of the books we loved and scary stories to tell in the dark it was just this classic sense of campfire tales Mm. um and on Nickelodeon on Saturday night. I mean, it was like prime time for kids. You felt almost like an adult. This yeah. is my show. And so that was a huge deal back then. And it was something uh, my sister carried on with much longer than I did. She loved it. Nice. Um, but yeah, there's one. They, and they, a lot of the stuff are kind of classic ideas they touch on with like the the ghost of the prom queen and playing the 50s music. And some of those things you'd come to expect from almost cliche ghost stories. But mm-hmm. There's no such thing as that when you're 10. It's right. all new to you. So it was a really neat show to watch. Nice. I don't know where they are with it because uh, it's originally a Halloween release. But uh, they're, they're, we're working on a movie, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I don't know if they canned it because they keep talking about rebooting the series too. Um, Interesting. But I never watched it. I will say something that is weird. I missed Are You Afraid of the Dark? But uh, I, did, uh, I would watch Goosebumps on occasion, which I was way older. Man, the haunted mask though—that oh, one yeah. uh, for for what it was like, the haunted mask was pretty creepy. That's one of Carrie's favorites. Yeah. I was gonna say I never did any goosebumps. I read the books, but I never got to see the show. I, I started reading some of the books. I was definitely older than the target range, but I loved R.L. Stein in middle school with like Fear Street and uh, yeah. like the cheerleader and babysitters, Pike. Christopher Pike. Yeah. Uh, so I think Goosebumps was just something like they were fun little reads. Um, I would actually like read a ton of them and then I would like give them to my niece and nephew. So, and they were younger. So those were probably maybe their little bit of intro to horror other than the scary movies. I would actually show them, mm-hmm. um, a newer show that's wrapped up that, uh, that I wanted to mention that my biggest fear why I watched the show was that they were going to cancel it and it wouldn't be complete. But, uh, Bates motel. 
Still haven't finished it, but really, really like it. Oh, I watched the first two seasons and then I never finished it. It's a masterpiece. I feel like it's a masterpiece, and I don't want to go into it because I think it's worth not spoiling. But yep. where it where it ties into the film and, and where it ends was perfect. Yep. And I'm going to be honest, I I cried at the ending of it with what they did. Oh man, um, it had me shook. Yeah, it's just. Like you watch it and you know, I know some people are like, Oh, well, once you start doing the side stories about the brother growing pot and whatever, and it's, it's like, a little nine Oh two one Oh. Well, sometimes. Yeah. And so that's, that's a bigger point I wanted to make it. What was it? Todd, six seasons, five, five seasons. If you're doing five seasons about Norman Bates and the Bates motel, you're going to have to have some size. You got to have some filler. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And so I, I agree. I agree. It, it branches out into some places that, that may be like, okay, well, this isn't what I signed up for, but the way it ties up at the end, it's part of a bigger plan, right? Um, sometimes you watch a show and it starts branching out in all these crazy directions and they don't know how they're going to tie it together. And Lost. that's what train wrecks it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm rare. And I, I, I like the ending of Lost. I'm rare. I'm okay with it. Flip um, this damn tape. <laughs> <laughs> but so it all plays in for a reason. So if you're watching it and by the second season, you're like, I really like the main story, but the side stories are dragging me down. Stick with it. Because it ties together so beautifully at the end, and you are so emotionally invested by the end of the show. I can't say enough good things about it. I uh, I didn't even finish it, and I I agree. What like, I it's just, everything <laughs> I saw on that was excellent. I mean that that kid Freddie, Freddie Highmore, Highmore. Man, I've liked so him since uh, Finding Neverland. But uh, and then of course Charlie, uh, <laughs> and and the Vera Farmiga. Just oh yeah, I love her, man. It just so I think one of the coolest things about the show is that they also play with the movie. So each season one wasn't so much, but after season one, I'm like, all right, he's gonna kill mom. He's gonna kill mom. So you keep yeah, playing yeah. into like where the movie goes. And the last season played with you so hardcore that I th- again I don't want to go into, it, but I thought what they did was genius. Todd, who is that handsome man that plays Sheriff Romero? Ooh, uh, the guy from Lost. Yeah, from yes. Lost. Eyeliner, <laughs> guy liner. I uh, I met him, and uh, I if you look in the picture, you can see me with a boner. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm 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 straight as an arrow, and that man does things to me. Mm. He's so handsome. <laughs> so good, yeah, good, definitely good times. Check out Bates Motel. Uh, do you guys watch it? Black, uh, Black Mirror. I have not seen it. I've only watched Bandersnatch, which I loved. Heard a lot of people talk highly of it, though. It here's the thing, though. <laughs> it's one of those shows where it's good, but you feel like you need church and a shower after a lot of the episodes. Like that's not one you throw on, at least not for me, and just binge the shit out of. Like you get maybe one episode out of me, and I'm like, all right, I gotta take a break for a little while. <laughs> Because it's got me seeing some fucked up things. I'm giving up on humanity. But I do recommend it. It's good. But I don't think you can binge it. Yeah. I, I do want to watch it. Because it's very Twilight Zony. Utopia or uh, dystopian. Yeah, but it's, it's good. I, I have two that I really like. And both were cut way too short. And it's uh, Damien, the Omen series. Which made one season. And... I don't think anybody I knew watched it, but uh, that, that had 
Hershey and Scott Wilson. Yes, and-, and it also was a direct sequel to the original movie. So they actually showed clips of the first film. Hmm. Um, cool. I thought it was a cool show. Really, the Bates Motel was going off. I didn't understand why they didn't support it more. The other show that I'm actually angry over is The Exorcist. I share that with you. That that Exorcist show... So I want to preface this. I, I never watched Damien because I was never a fan of the Omen movies. Um, so that's why I missed that. But then The Exorcist show, I wasn't going to give a chance because you know The Exorcist is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I thought, well, what's this show going to do? And uh, Todd convinced Carrie and I to watch it, and we are so glad we watched it. It was so good for two seasons. Scary. 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 Yes. And then they sacked it, and we were left with an exorcist-shaped hole in our heart. I can't remember a more blatant sabotaging of a television show than that. I can remember at the time trying to find things about it, and you couldn't. There was no advertisement. The only reason I knew about it was Shockwave's podcast talking oh, about it. Yeah. They were talking about how there was no advertising campaign. It's like and they the network it. did everything see? they could to make sure that thing didn't succeed. And still, uh, the only <laughs> way you can see it, uh, if, unless you have – because I didn't have cable to watch it. And so I was trying to figure out ways. And so eventually all they did was just pump out a DVDs of one and two after the show was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't I mean, even put out just, season one. for Like most shows, Season the previous season comes on before – the new season airs, so you can you can yeah, buy it. That. They never released season one until after the shows were done. Yep. They, they did nothing to encourage people to get caught up, get on board, yep. support the show. Nope. But I have heard that it's just absolutely wonderful. It's on Hulu. Oh, cool. Yeah. I hadn't looked there. Yep. I keep forgetting I have Hulu. I did that Black <laughs> Friday sale for a dollar a month. Uh, it's good enough. <clears throat> I, I definitely see myself watching it again. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Professor Channel Zero. Ooh, anybody watch that? I, you know what? We in preparation for the show, Carrie and I had watched the first season and half of the second season, and we took like a few months off. And then I said, you know what? I really want to soldier through and finish it because I think it's important uh, on the cultural landscape for the horror genre to watch it. So I have watched all four seasons. Yeah, I'm nowhere near caught up on it, but it's. It's a really good show and an interesting one taking chances. So I, I you know, I'd feel much, bad if we didn't talk about it on here. How much have you watched? Uh, I've watched two seasons. Okay. I own a couple more because the DVDs come out and they're dirt cheap. Yeah. So I always just pick them up. So for those, uh, for, for Todd and Vinny, who probably don't know about it, and for those of you listening, it's, um, so we talked about supernatural tackling urban legends, right? And so that's the thing. So now, nowadays, the young kids have new urban legends that have come through. Puck and Biggie? On, well, no, newer <laughs> than that. Online message boards and things like uh, Reddit and things like that. And what they did is these stories were getting copy-pasted so much that they, became, they were called copy-pasta. Well, if it was a scary creepy story, pasta. it became creepy-pasta. And so each season of Channel How Zero, old do you think I am, Jesus, <laughs> 112. Uh, each season is a different creepy pasta story, so a newer urban legend. And so the first season is what's it called? Pirates Cove, Candle, Candle Cove, yeah, Candle Cove, and then the No End House, and then Butcher's Block, and then the Dream Door. That one I'm not sure of. I know Butcher's Block was before that. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so Carrie and I watched all four. Season one is good, but with kind of a, uh, I don't know, kind of a downer ending mm-hmm. that, that doesn't take off. Season two is the no end house, and it's pretty solid. It's yeah. really good. Three was good, and four was good. So it all four. I I recommend all four seasons. Yeah, I just I think the the origins of it's a cool modern concept yeah something different and you're right it is risk-taking yeah to do stuff like that so yeah i i support channel zero uh one more i want to mention real quick never mind Vinny looked like he no, was leading right into a no, syllable go for it. Uh, i hope you don't uh, monsters from 1988 ran for three seasons Ooh, monsters and that had some cool stuff on it if was that watch that was that created or tied in with the dark side some of the same it's, people, maybe. Yeah, and in the it credits, it's got the family that have three eyes. I didn't get to watch Mon- watching monsters. I always miss somehow, but I always remember Fango and a lot of things really promoting it. Yeah, there was some cool stuff on monsters, but that I don't remember a ton of the episodes. But it's one I w- at least wanted to mention. Uh, a genre of television horror that I would like to lump out there, and and put the cherry on the top of my favorite of them all. Of all of the ghost hunters, shitty, you know, reality horror stuff that's out there, but Mountain Monsters <laughs> is the crown jewel of all of the fake, scripted, ghost slash monster hunting, finding Bigfoot type things out there. If you have never seen Mountain Monsters, watch it. It is so poorly done <laughs> that it's fantastic. <laughs> So this will come as no surprise to Todd, but Vinny and I used to get together at least once a week and, and drink whiskey and watch Moonshiners and any other hillbilly stuff we felt Your like watching. Hillbilly circle jerk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and Mountain Monsters became, it's probably one of our most recent Oh ones. man, it's so bad that it's hilarious. <laughs> Just these fat bearded like rednecks. looking like cartoon hillbillies scruff west, west virginia and it's so back and it's them out with a camera crew with the blair witch style documentary shooting and you're supposed to believe this is real they're out looking for things called the sheep squatch oh, and things God. of that nature they go to different areas of like they went to go hunt for the mothman at one time like oh they, they've hunted every Every breed variation of Sasquatch you can imagine. They yes. fall all the time. All the time. They build traps. One of the guys is a trap builder, so they build these <laughs> giant traps. It's <laughs> the silliest, silliest thing you've ever seen. And cryptozoologists have been out searching for these elusive creatures since forever. These guys manage to find them every week. <laughs> Off camera, of course. Of course. <laughs> But anyway, I digress. Mountain Monsters. Watch it. It's hilarious. You can find clips on YouTube. Did uh, anyone used to watch MTV? Was it MTV's Fear? Yeah, that was a fun where they would, uh, they would, reality show. They'd put people on a haunted location. And I remember the first couple uh, that they did were, were, again, like I think it was early on before a lot of shows were doing it. So yeah. to me, I'm like, ooh, like this stuff's really happening. And uh and it's not really scary, but I feel like it's definitely worth mentioning for this as scare tactics. I love scare uh, tactics. They have done some awesome. Oh. I love the when, breathy. When you mentioned the when you mentioned the Mothman, Carrie gets so annoyed. I have watched my my two my two favorites. I have two favorites. 
there's one where it's a guy working in a laboratory and it's like this like little person dressed up as a mutant rat thing and it's a big it's a big guy that they're pulling the prank on and he's screaming like a little girl the other one is are you familiar with scare tactics no god so it's it's a it's it's like candid camera gotcha but it's horror movie element and they so they all their friends are involved they pick a, a friend to do it too uh, the friend has not let on that it's a prank until the end. Uh, one of my, again, same act, it's the same little person actor, but uh, it's a pregnant woman. <laughs> and the, the person they're pulling the prank on is like an assistant. The people come rushing in and they're saying like how she's only a few months pregnant, but she's giving birth and she is ready to pop. There's this like six foot something actor that comes in that looks like the uh, the Church of Satan leader. <laughs> Uh, eventually like lights start dimming, uh, like all weird voices happen and this little person crawls out from belly and is, looks like a little devil <laughs> and is screaming at the woman and the woman's like terrified. Crying. Yeah. Good times. Uh, Shannon Doherty was the original host and then Tracy Morgan became the host. And so oh no. He's like, oh so, no, Steve. So I was going to say, he really upped the seriousness there. <laughs> Uh, like you should be hanging out with them people. <laughs> uh, um, Can right. I just get an hour of Abner's Tracy Morgan impression, yeah. please? Uh, what I will, what I will do is I will act out Tracy Morgan and Vincent Price fighting monsters <laughs> together. Yes, <laughs> that's my new radio mo- show. I like it. And what's uh, Vincent Price is going to be not running, but in a corner, going what? Get back, you devils. Get back. <laughs> Throwing cherry bombs at him. Um, all right. Raining it back in here. Uh, let's talk about... Did I think I'm the only one. Has anyone else watched Hannibal? I have, I have it on my list. I watched... All three seasons? Yes. I watched almost all of season one. Again, I, I won't watch episodes unless I see it. All of them. Yeah. Loved what I've seen. I think maybe, I don't know why I didn't finish season one. And so I own all three. I definitely want to watch. They did the smart thing of ending every season as if the next season won't get made. Yeah. With a cliffhanger. But like a, with finality to it. Um, I like the show. I think the first season is hands down the best. There's no doubt about it. Uh, by the time they get to the third season. I think there's a drop from two to three <clears throat> myself. Yeah. Uh, they weave in the story of the Red Dragon into the third season. And that guy playing the Red Dragon did a good job. Sure. Um, Already had it twice, though. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, just, I didn't need it again. I yeah. think the first season is some of the, not for television, just in general, some of the best filmmaking I've ever seen. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The acting, the direction, the way it's shot, everything about it is just, it's just perfect. Yeah. There's a reason people were tripping over this themselves, especially in the industry, over that first season. Oh, yeah. It's just mind-boggling how uh, good it was. The guy who plays Will Graham, I don't know his name as an actor, was yeah. great. Hugh, Hugh Dancy. Yes. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne's great. And then, of course, Mads Mikkelsen yeah. as, as Hannibal. Um, overall, I'll just say uh, the ending was not disappointing. I, I was okay with the sure. ending. Um, so... I think Hannibal's worth watching, but yes, as Professor said, after season one, expect a drop off. There are things that will draw you back in, things that will bore you to tears, and then draw you back in again. Yeah, and even those seasons after two and three, it's still better than most television. Oh, by far, even with the drop in quality. Uh, um, 
Go ahead. <laughs> Joss, you owe me a Coke. Uh, one I just want to throw out real quick, Werewolf. Anybody watch I, Werewolf? I was hoping somebody would mention. I, I remember Werewolf as a kid. I don't remember a lot of it. And I, I, I know uh, when we go uh, to cons, they always see the bootleg. Yeah. And I always want to pick it up. I bought that. So I would be lying if I said I was a regular viewer of Werewolf when it was on. I think it was like 87 to 89 or something. I was a little too young for that. But I I had watched some of it at some point and not realized what it was and forgotten about it for decades. And I bought the bootleg DVD because I just heard chatter about it on different shows and stuff and thought, oh, Werewolves, I need to check it out. And it was kind of cool because it was like tapping into a dream almost. It had been so long where I was like, Holy shit, I remember this episode just randomly watching it on TV one day, but it's a cool little show. It's a guy who is bitten and he, it's a kind of him balancing between trying to track down to kill the person that bit him because huh. that can end the curse and him trying to avoid killing people and being chased by people who know he's a werewolf. So it's kind of like, you know, the fugitive a little bit, but werewolf centric. So it's a, it's a pretty cool little show. I didn't bite my wife. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I want to throw another one out here. Um, have you guys heard of a little show called American Horror Story? <laughs> I had that one on, on the back burner. I think this is a very, I found to be a very divisive show. It is. It is. And I've, I've got 10 other shows to talk about, but let's talk about American Horror Story. I feel like we need to pick me up. Sure. Here. Uh, here we go. I'm going to shoot it to you real straight. I like season one, Murder yes, House. I it. like Asylum, season two. Mm-hmm. I like two degree. Coven, season three. I think that Freak Show was a massive disappointment. Massive. I think that Hotel was pretty terrible. Yep. It, start, it started great, though. It did start strong. That's You're where right. I stopped. Yeah. Was after Hotel. Yeah. Can I also say, too, uh, I thought it was going to be about H.H. Holmes. And, and it, it is, I mean, it's not the real H.H. Holmes, but the But Evan, I thought Evan that was going to be the character. basis and not like weird vampire kids and like so well, many things that didn't even They were all over the place. Oh, yeah. And uh, season six, Roanoke, I thought was phenomenal. I didn't watch it. I really liked it. I haven't watched anything past four. I haven't watched anything since Roanoke, so I'm two seasons I, I, I will say uh, when I heard about Colt, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to watch on TV is the election because let's just watch what we hate. Uh, cult was done so well because uh, episode one, it's it's very extreme. The people that are that didn't want Trump to win are are now seeking counseling, and the people that did want him to win are ridiculous. And after episode one, you realize that's not what the show's about at all. That it's actually this guy that's kind of like um, like Jim Jonish or Charlie Manson, where he plays in everybody's fears on both sides of the political party and gets people to basically become his cult and, um, mm. and, uh, actually like go out and start killing people. Um, I thought it was actually like a better season than the last two before it. And tell me about seven apocalypse. Apocalypse, apocalypse was cool because Coven is one of my favorites. Coven's my favorite. Murder house. I love they no, tie man, it's Coven. Coven. Uh, Coven. Okay. Um, so they tie in a Coven sounds too much like it. They tie into Coven, and they tie into Murder House. Interesting. Uh, so a lot of the characters from both. There's actually a, a one of the characters gets pregnant in Murder House, if I remember right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her baby is the son of the devil in Apocalypse. 
Um, Fritz of the dead. Yeah, because if you, I remember, uh, it, you see the ma- the person in the mask gets her pregnant, and it's uh, uh, what's his name, Peter Evans. You see that in season Evan one. Peters. So yeah, that's the. Why are you trying to correct me? Does that matter? The man behind the mask. Uh, so yeah, Apocalypse isn't bad at all. And was that the last season up to now? I stopped I so. watching the seasons because aside from the first season blew my mind. Because by the time the final episode comes, I'm like, how are they going to have a season two? I didn't realize that it was going to be a different story. Yes. Ever. And Same. so it blew my mind the things that were happening in that episode. Uh, Season, season two, I watched and I liked for the most part, but they it went Doctor Satan on you at one point in that season, where Remember I was like, the aliens? yes, and it's like, oh man, like you had you had everything you needed. Why did why did you add that into Why'd it? Why'd you get so greedy? Uh, Coven, I enjoyed. I was surprised at how much I liked that one. And Freak Show should have been tailor made for me. Yep, same. But then that's the one where it really started to feel to me, even though I think two suffer from as well, that their kitchen sinking every season, just throwing everything into it with no, I think they write it from week to week. I don't think they know what they're doing when they introduce something. And by the end of it, they haven't tied up a shitload of loose ends. A lot of things just don't make sense. Now they may have gotten better about that since, uh, since that season, I can't speak on that. I haven't watched it. I feel like but the that's last, why I kind of. I feel like the last work. couple came back. For me, what was hard was um, I couldn't handle watching them kill the freaks. Like the 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 really tiny, like one of the mm. what is she like the world's Mom smallest Pete. person? When they drown her, like that was even hard to watch. Like, um, so and somebody has a real rape fetish on that. Yeah, writing staff too. Um. I am really excited about 1984, though. So oh, it's yeah. it, this is the one awesome. about the slashers. So even uh, just the marketing for it, where they keep showing really bad, they're definitely takes from Friday the 13th and uh, all these bad slasher movies that we love. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that one. How'd you feel about Roanoke? I didn't think it was bad. I was confused at first because I was like not expecting the uh, the documentary style, and yeah. then I thought it was okay. It was a comeback. I thought from. Uh, from hotel, yeah. Professor, sound off. Uh, I just was kind of burnt out by season four. I, yeah. I'll come back to it, especially with this new, very newest one, the '84. That's got my interest. Um, and it's not that I plan to just quit it altogether. It just I was never inspired to go out of my way to get caught up because I, like I said, I really liked one. I thought that was a strong start. They had me. I loved season three. I thought that was special. Two, I thought they did too much, but I still enjoyed it. But four just shit the bed for me. I like to the point where I was just Hotel's the one that I felt like shit the bed. Those two seasons four well and there's a couple big losses. And I shouldn't take people's word as the gospel, but I will say this at the same time, because I was about a year behind, I caught up and watched season four. And that's right as people were starting to bitch about new stuff. Yeah. And then all I've ever heard is complaining ever since. Yep. Without just one person going out of their way to go, this is awesome. Except for Todd, who talked about, was it Cult? 
I remember him talking about that yep. very glowingly. Because it's definitely a sh- that's a season. Past I, that, I've never heard positive from most people, so it's just never been on my radar. I always knew at some point I would go back and watch I think it. The but. beauty about the show is that each one is its own thing. But if you love one and three, so Murder House and um, Coven, <laughs> then uh, you should watch Apocalypse because it's the continuation. Cool. Nice. That's cool. Um, okay. But wildly successful. Yeah. Definitely had to talk about it. Big um, show. I lost track of who was throwing out stuff, but I was going to mention True Blood. Oh, yes. It was on my list. Did um, you watch it all the way through? Yes, I did. I did, too. Uh, I will say, true, like how we're talking about American Horror Story, but True Blood started strong. And then uh, this is a time period, too, where Twilight was popular. And it went from vampires being vampires to... The vampires weren't the villain any longer. And I really loved what they did with season one, but um, we ended up getting werewolves, which were cool. And then like the idea of fairies and witches. Uh, but the last couple of seasons where they made vampires the bad people, to me, that's where they brought it back. Because yeah. um, I, especially again for the time period that like everything coming out vampire related, where they were beautiful people and... Uh, you know, I'm a vampire. I'm not really going to hurt you. Like the the fact that the last couple seasons was just pretty effed up. Like I thought True Blood really brought it back. Yeah, yeah. So True Blood, much like Bates Motel, and then it wandered out into the weeds and it lost a lot of people, but it came back strong. And I compare that also to like um, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy started good, wandered off into the weeds, came back strong. It's like this dynamic of where like, all right, we're going to explore some new stuff. Oh, people don't like that? Let's get back to the shit that people like, right? And so I think True Blood was a really good show. Did it stray and get a little goofy? Yeah, but it came back, as you said, in those last two seasons. To me, the goofiness was well worth sticking with just because of where they brought it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I have no complaints about it. No complaints. Professor, I know you tried True Blood. really liked season one. Uh Uh, Was tired of it by season two. It was just taxing for me. I season one i really really liked though i love the the mood of the south and kind of the storylines they were laying out um but it it got too fantastic too quick and uh to be perfectly honest hbo is expensive and like <laughs> at that point i was just like nothing's keeping me here so i'm not gonna do it just for this and yeah. so it's not something that i would not watch mm-hmm. but that's kind of why it was just at this golden age of television there's all of these wonderful shows i just wasn't pushing myself to stick with that one because there were so many great options uh but yeah i'd like to finish it at some point especially hearing you guys saying it kind of came back around because mm-hmm. it got ridiculous by <laughs> i think season three is you don't what like i watched fa- through you don't like fairy orgies <laughs> yeah <laughs> <clears throat> i've um, only ever seen the first season okay which i liked well I enough love, uh, but it Cameron. wasn't it wasn't enough to make me want to watch any more of it the wife wasn't overly interested in it either and so we just you know we got kids in our house and everything else so sure just never got back around to it all right what else have we got what I've, about i've got a handful left what about ash versus evil dead oh good choice that was on my list Ooh, kill him oh kill him. i love the whole thing and that's another one that you kind of felt like every season ended like, all right, we're probably not going to get picked up for <laughs> yep, another yeah. one. I, I, I lack watching the very last episode. 
Because, you haven't seen it? No, I. I the free I, trial time. It was free trial, <laughs> and they the bastards pulled it the night before the finale. Yep. So I lack just watching the final episode, but I, I've I've loved that show. Do you, I, do you have Hulu? <clears throat> well, I bought it since, so I just need to. I I really do your free trial. I own it. So oh, like you I, bought the oh Blu-ray. gotcha. Where, so oh, the reason I haven't watched it Hulu. since I bought it around Christmas. <laughs> I really, uh, what I want to do is I want to sit down and watch the movies and then go on to the show, like, to like marathon yeah. it. Mm. That's great. I, it's one of those shows where every minute I think my brain kept reminding myself, <laughs> this exists. This happened. That, like, it's to hard me, to believe Ash vs. Evil Dead is what everybody hoped for with the Star Wars prequels. It was more <laughs> of what you loved, but sure. it was, every minute yeah. was fan service. Oh, yeah. Every you knew oh, every flat. second you were watching this shit was made for you. The the, the, fl- the flashbacks that they did. Lap. Yeah, one. That's a good way to, it's as though, to put it. It's as though every episode at some point Bruce should have looked at the camera and winked at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was just ah. Uh, and I think honestly, looking on it now, while I still would love to have had more. I'm almost glad it only lasted it's as long as it did. Have a chance yeah. to get tired. Yeah, yeah and it's man, it was just so fun. It was ah, man, can't say enough good about Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> Ashy slashy, so definitely, good. yeah. And I mean, and this, I mean, you know, Bruce is great, of course, but the supporting cast. Oh was yeah, so good, Pablo. I love Pablo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, the show was great. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Very cool. Very cool. What about uh, anybody? I think it originally was a uh, British television show, but Sci-Fi did uh, Being Human. Oh yeah! Oh, I've heard. I did. I didn't get to watch it. the. Uh, I loved everything about it. And then again, like it's sometimes I just fall off shows. And which one I, are you? Are you talking about the American version? The American version. I watched the BBC one. I did as well. I, awesome. I gave up on it after the Vampire. Life. The uh, the American one is so good. I've only seen. Maybe a season of that one. I think I watched season one and two. And it just, I felt like I had already, the Brit, Brits had already done it better. So I couldn't yeah. invest myself into the American version. What I saw was definitely worth watching. And like, uh, like the effects and stuff were pretty good, especially for, this is, I think, I feel like sci-fi has definitely become stronger since, but it's probably one of the stronger things they had going for him at the time. Uh, Carrie and I have been really invested in a little Canadian TV show that made its way to Netflix called Slasher. I thought you were going to say Letter Kenny. I was going to be like, well, we ain't just talking about regular stuff, dude. We're just <laughs> have something to do with horror. Have any of you watched Slasher? No. Nope. Just heard people mm-hmm. talk about it. Slasher's really good. Every season, it's like American Horror Story. Every season's standalone. But they have some of the same actors come back. Not all, but some of the same actors come back. And, um, yeah, it's just really good. One takes place in a small town. One takes place at like this ski cabin, ski resort thing. Another one takes place at like a summer camp. Um, and slasher is really good. I would really recommend slasher. And the last one takes place at like a, like a ghetto apartment complex. Yeah. Hmm. So really recommend slasher each season. It's like the first season was good, and then the second season was really good, and then the third season was great, and then the fourth season just kept getting better. It's like hmm. it's one that has continually wow. gotten better. So would time. you say you like it? That's <laughs> eh, okay. <laughs> wow. That's cool, though. It sounds good. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. I have one more on my list. Well, hit us. Just control everything. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> what we do in the shadows? Ooh, haven't watched haven't the show. Oh, man. I watched the first. I I watched the first two episodes and I laughed my ass off. Yeah, I just haven't got to finish it. I was skeptical because it's different characters, <laughs> but then when I saw Jermaine Clement was one of the writers, so like the heart of it is still there, and uh, it's give it a chance because it's it's really. I would I would, I would really say it's, it's as strong as the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's great. It's oh my god, it's so good. Nice. That was the last Sweet. one I have. Um, who here has watched The Haunting of Hill House? I have not yet. I have I not yet. Well, we kept tossing it around as incorporating it into a potential show. So I've just been waiting on that. Which I know that the next season is because it's a different. Plus, I got to watch movies. I'm, we're not actually. I'm, I'm it, assuming so. they're doing American Horror Story with it since it's a different <laughs> haunting, uh, but same some of the same actors. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the. I didn't know there was another season coming out. But I will just say it's phenomenal. I've heard, do you like how we just gave you nothing? Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a hey, small head. I wasn't expecting nobody to have anything on. Are you? Are you afraid of the dark? Either we all got our surprises. I have. Uh, I've heard really strong things about it. Okay, Todd, you take one. Um, because I still got quite a few here. Uh, Weird. Oh yeah. Huh, strange. Uh, did anybody watch Scream? No, I did not. No. So I'll say uh, no. it, they did two seasons. I heard it was good. Like a Halloween movie. And then the new season, which just came on, I guess, was like a mini series. And it had Queen Latifah. I heard bad about it, to be honest. And the new season, I've heard, is a return to the original Ghostface mask. Yeah, so I'll say... They didn't have rights for it. The, the TV show is not bad, but Isn't the turn They didn't have rights for it. What originally was... A dime store mask. Yeah. That was the, uh, they, they turn off from the show is the mask. Um, yeah, I remember seeing publicity stills for it. The show was going and being like, Ugh, yeah, why are um, doing it that? wasn't bad. I would, I would definitely like to pick it back up. I think, uh, I think they abandoned that after season two. So I don't know where the, I, di- I didn't watch the, the short movie they did for it on TV, but, uh, so I'm not sure where they went with it. Um, I was also going to mention cause MTV also did teen wolf. Um, which I love the old movie, but man, the, the TV show really invested in, uh, and making it less cheesy. And, um, I, I did not get to finish where they went oh, with was, it. Was it hokey? Is that what you're trying to I say? I liked hokey, hokey. <laughs> but the TV show could have been, uh, to me, Teen Wolf is what they did with Buffy where they took kind of a, a fun, fun little cheesy movie and then they beefed it up, which would also, I'm going to throw this out there MTV. You can pay me later. First off, play music videos. It's two, Teen Witch, which is another really bad hokey movie. Yeah, you got to keep that. Hey guys, look, Teen Wolf is a better basketball movie than Hoosiers. Get out of (laughs) my head. No, I did not watch Teen Wolf, but my wife did, and she liked it. So that's what I know about it. So Todd, you liked it. Yeah, yeah, right on. Uh, Anyone ever see a little show on Showtime called Dexter? What's that? <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. Dexter's Lab. I that watched was, that. Kind of ran uh, parallel with Breaking Bad. I mean, it was really when things started to blossom with television. Yeah, I remember that kind of being one of those shows. Where I, it's just like, holy shit, we're we're in the new territory now. Was it season two or three? So I never really got past the show because I didn't have Showtime, 
And at some point, it was the writer strike. So CBS actually started playing Dexter. Oh, yeah. And I liked what I watched, but I'm like, I can't continue watching this on CBS because I know that I'm watching very censored uh, uh, TV here. So I love that you will buy random <laughs> D-grade horror movies, special editions on Blu-ray for $40, but you never picked up Dexter for 10 bucks on the season of it. Where where have you seen Dexter for ten bucks? Uh, any used pile that you look at. Okay, well, also uh, again, Can't I don't dogs tonight. I'm like, so I don't own Dexter, but I also don't own Hillbilly Mountain Three. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you hit the petty portion of the episode. That you, uh, that you. By the way, I love that you wouldn't spend five dollars on your favorite movie of all time. <laughs> But you'll spend $400 on a new pistol. <laughs> Ten minutes Folks. later, we're like, we're going to have to cut this. <laughs> Folks, he ain't lying. Uh, Fuck you, Todd! <laughs> fun fact, I am one of three human beings okay with the way that Dexter ended. I am not one of those three. I, I know you're not. Most aren't. Didn't bother me any. But, no, that was a great show. Um, I It had... Some rough patches there, but yeah. by and large, I, I think it always remained entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It, it never got bad. It just finished poorly, in my opinion. So, <laughs> uh, while we're on Can't Affording Showtime, uh, <laughs> Penny Dreadful. I heard it was good. I never saw it. I, I always wanted it. to watch it, but why is Showtime and HBO, even when it comes out on to, to purchase, even then, it's still really expensive? Penny Dreadful's been on Netflix for a while, I think. I barely yeah, watch anything on Netflix. Netflix some on some, yeah. a lot of their shows. So I am in, I, I guess the, the show is coming back, but it's like now in a different time period. So I would be interested in catching up on it. Uh, yeah. What's one like that? Uh, is there any shows that you guys plan to start that you have never tried any of that's on your radar? I'll tell you mine, The Terror. I really want to check that out. Uh, season one has to do, it's from Dan Simmons' book, but they're stranded. Um, I think on a ship in uh, horrible Arctic conditions, huh. and it's uh, from what I've gathered a straight horror show. But they're doing another season that's going to be a completely different thing, if I remember correctly. But I plan on checking that one out. Season one was just within the last year or two. There, there's a few AMC on my, did it. There's a few on mine that I kind of forgot about, but like trying to like make a list. But uh, the mist from Dust Till Dawn. What was my third? I was excited for oh, the mist, but and, cancel it. So and the and the strain. I never got to check out any of those shows. I heard the strain was good. The strain I plan was on watching cool. I that. that. I heard from Dust Till Dawn was good. I plan on watching that, and I plan on watching these seasons of American Horror Story. I haven't seen. Cool. Um, just a couple. Last few here. Um, the uh, True Detective. I think the first sure. season of first True Detective season. would yep. certainly fall under horror. Season two? No. Yep. I haven't seen season three. I watched three. Yep. Uh, I think that first season of True Detective was really good. It's dark. Dark, creepy. It's like Fincher. Yeah. Which, Mindhunter, should mention that. that that's also on my list, Mindhunter. I'm about halfway through the first season of Mindhunter. Just, really just enjoying it. Wait. Real, oh, boy. That guy playing Edmund Kemper? Wait till you see the guy they have do Manson and Berkowitz. Ooh. Man. Man. They're about to make out. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, take off your shirt. Touch me more dancing. <laughs> um... Yeah, and last but not least on my list, um, Castle Rock. You to watch or your or that you love? 
No, not that I love. Just a show. In general, I, a show that I watched. I, I really, I really enjoyed Castle Rock. The last couple episodes were let down, but I'm so excited for the next season. So, what I, is that on? Hulu. 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 Okay, I've got Hulu. So I, that first half was a great lead up, and then I just really felt deflated at yeah. the end of it. Yeah, I it it was it tried to do too many things. And so I was really disappointed by the well, end of the show. The thing that I can't wrap my mind around, and I, I'm sure this isn't a popular opinion, is <clears throat> you have a well-established world that King has created over the years in a uh, kind of quaint, charming New England town. It never feels like that. When I never feel <laughs> like I exist within all of these stories in nope. that show. The show just feels like it's its own show, and there's some nods to Stephen King stuff. And to me, that's where its biggest mistake is. Like, it never once, it doesn't even feel like you're in New England. Nope. And it's just, that was my problem. Like, the story itself, the narrative, it's a little clunky and all over the place, like you said. But it's still a decent show. But for what I wanted it to be, it was kind of a disappointment. Yep. I, yeah, it really let me down by the end. So people were pumped with it when it came out. Oh, I was yeah. Like, oh, good. Everybody great. loves it. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping season two goes there with uh, the addition of Misery and, the, and more of The Shining. Well, and they'd be maybe building up to tapping into more of that. I hope so. <laughs> that is all I had on my list. Todd, I'm sure you got another. Bunch. I have a few. Do you have any, Wilson? No, I'm good. All right. So I'll just run through my last few. So we never mentioned Stranger Things. Yeah. Which is uh, odd that we never mentioned it. Um, hottest show. thing today. <laughs> yeah. It's phenomenal. I, I love season three was as strong as season one. Uh, I hadn't watched three and Wilson was telling me that he liked three better than two. And I, after watching it, I have to agree. I like yeah. all three seasons though. Yeah. Um, Dark Shadows. I think we mentioned before there's two billion episodes. If yeah. you'd like to Daily look it up. Opera. Um, and then I also had uh, Scream Queens, which were fun oh, yeah. couple of seasons. I heard they're trying to bring it back. Um, great cast, Jamie Lee Curtis, like John Stamos. Um, I tried it, and I just felt like it was a trashier American horror story, and I didn't need that in my life. Uh, I mean, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, so I Zombie Z Nation, which I never really checked out either one of those. I know yeah. people watch a lot of it. Carrie loves I Zombie, says it's a good show. So I, trust, I trust that. Uh, the next two, uh, which I started, Vampire Diaries. I liked what it's I saw. Running, Adva- uh, I think it ended, and then Originals, which is the spinoff. I think Originals was still on. And then something I really want to check out is Riverdale. Uh, yeah. I've heard good things about that. Yeah. Uh, I had Castlevania on my list because it was like a little Netflix animated. Uh, what I started watching was awesome, but I would always watch it at bedtime and go right to sleep. <laughs> Sounds uh, like it kept your attention. I can't believe you didn't mention Preacher. Um, it's it's very genre bending. Um, the comic is my favorite comic of all time, so I'm pretty critical of the show. I've heard the show's a mess. It is a mess, I think. Well, the, but you only watched the first season, right? Two. Okay. It, it comes back around, and it's okay. It's serviceable. Okay. I Yeah, it's serviceable. It just wasn't enough to dictate time out of my day to finish out. Yes, so it is it is nothing near the masterpiece that the comic book is. It, it, it is not a hair on the dog's ass of the masterpiece <laughs> that the comic is. That'll be the title for this roundtable discussion. <laughs> but 
It's not bad. No, it's not. It's not bad. I, I uh, once we came back around to season three, I was entertained, and I hear this fourth season is the final season. Cool. So I'm glad they're wrapping it up and not drawing it out like The Walking Dead. But I bet they would have drawn it out if it had been as big of a hit. Yes, guaranteed. Yeah. So um, no, it's fine. Uh, I was also going to mention Legion, which is like an X Men spinoff. Yeah. Uh, looked really cool. I think they just wrapped up the show uh, from the advertisement. And then Ryan Murphy's American Crime Story, which I hope they do a third season. They did uh, the OJ trial, and then they did Versace. And then um, the last one that I had on my list was Masters of Horror. They were some good. Yeah, yeah. I never watched a bunch of them. Yeah, I had that. I watched a few, and they were really good. Um, That was incredible. And then I would say two that I'm definitely looking forward to that are, uh, I think Event Horizon is being filmed right now. So I'm really pumped for that. And then uh, Creep Show, I cannot wait. Yeah. yeah. I am worked up for that. That looks fun. Guys, one last thing we forgot. Horror comedy. <laughs> Holliston. <laughs> oh, yeah. How could we forget Holliston? Yeah, that's a charming little show. That's a fun little sitcom. The third season's going to be coming out. Hopefully. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah. But uh, for listeners who don't know about it, it's Adam director Adam Green kind of doing a semi-autobiographical Comedy uh, with all kinds of people you know from horror movies, you know, splashed in there is his tale of trying to become a director, and it's just done in the uh, very tongue-in-cheek sitcom format, and it's a good time. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. All right. Well, what a discussion this has been about horror television shows. We uh, a lot. We did. We've covered a lot of ground on this one, so uh, I think we did pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty That's pretty good. So, signing off for the Midwest Monsters, talking about horror television. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny, Hot Toddy. Stay scary. Or don't.